我的弟兄们就对那穷人说看到羞辱贫穷人因为凡遵守神律法的只在一条上贴倒因为那不怜悯人的也是受无怜悯的审判各位弟兄姐妹 你配得我们所有对你们，你对你所做的任何的遵循也之一。Father, you know our hearts. 呃，天父，你知道我们的心意。You know our weakness. 你知道我们的软弱。And our failures. 你知道我们的失败。Lord, you know how we need your help. 主啊，你知道我们如何的需要你的帮助。That we may read your word together. 让我们一起来读你的话语。the one may speak and we may listen. Without your Holy Spirit, Lord, there will be no transformation. Will you give us illumination of the text by your Holy Spirit? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing acceptable in your sight. We 
pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, you have made many poor people. I realized, of course, it's no shame to be poor. Shiny? Shame. Shame. Um, I forgot the sentence. <laughs> I realized, of course, it's no shame, or crime is kind of a combination of the two. No shame to be poor. Uh, On the other hand, it's no great honor either. Would it have been so terrible? If I had a small fortune. If I were a rich man. I'm not translating that. <laughs> Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> this, of course, is uh, the beginning to a song from a musical. This is the 1964 musical Fiddler on the Roof. The character who sings this song is a poor milkman. His name is Tevya. And Tevya dreams about being rich. Her life might be different if God had given him a small fortune. In in the song, he expresses his desire. He imagines if he was rich, how people would treat him differently. He thinks the most important men in town would come to fawn on me. They would ask me to advise them. They would ask me like Solomon the wise. If you please, Retevia. Retevia? Tevia, Mr. Tevia. Uh, yeah. me, And the questions they would ask would make a rabbi cross his eyes. But it gets better. Because it wouldn't matter if he answered right or wrong. Tevia concludes, when you're rich, they think you really know. Now James talks about this same phenomena in our scripture passage. It's not so much about the desire to be rich. But people's general preference for those who are rich over those who are poor. 
，那是因为我们一般大众人对富有的人和对穷人的不同的行为。Why is there this preference? 为什么这种不同的取向？ Why do political candidates sometimes boast about their wealth? 为什么很多呢政客他们会那个夸耀自己的财富 ？Perhaps it's because we equate material wealth with personal value. 可能是因为我们常常把那个物质的高贵和自己的和自己的那个身份划为等号。Maybe there's a sense that we Think we can benefit more from being around those who are rich. 或者我们有时候会觉得我们在富有的人身边，我们可以得到更多。And so there's a preference for the rich. 所以我们会有取向性的向往那个富有的人。There's a tendency to be partial. 会有想要分别。There's my. There's even the possibility. We would be partial to the rich at the harm of the poor. 我们甚至会更分别向会导向更富有的人。And that's what our scripture passage is talking about this morning. 那我们今今天的经文就是在讲这件事情。I think the scripture passage teaches what is probably challenging to most all of us. 那这些经文啊，都对我们都是一种挑战。Including me, 包括我自己。How we are not to show. Partiality. 那让我们能够不呃不表现出偏执。But since God has shown us mercy in Jesus Christ, believers must show mercy impartially to others. 那呃，上帝对我们表现出了怜悯，同时我们也对其他人表现出怜悯。Let me say that again. 让我们再让我再说一次。Since God has shown us mercy. 既然上帝已经对我们表现出了怜悯 ，believers must show others mercy without partiality. 那我们呃信上帝的人必须要对其他人表现出怜悯，并不把这个怜悯对不同人分享。And so to understand this, we'll look at the mercy that's been shown to us. 所以我们要看，我们要来了解这个怜悯。We'll look at the problem with partiality. 我们要来看这个。嗯，这个偏见。嗯 ，and finally the mercy we must show others. 那我们要看我们的需要对人表现出怜悯。So what is God's mercy that He has shown us? 那上帝所对我们显示出怜悯是什么 ？Well, our passage actually points us to that mercy in verse one. 上帝其实在第一节的已经对我们指向出他的怜悯是什么。My brothers, show no partiality as you hold to the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. 我的弟兄们，你们信奉我们荣耀的主耶稣基督，便不可按着外貌待人。Okay, so James is writing to his fellow believers. 那雅各其实在对我们各信上帝人说 ，How is it that they have become believers? 他们是如何成为信奉的人 ？Well, our passage points us to God's choice. I'm sorry. Our passage points us to、uh, God's choice. The fact that God has chosen. 我们这节经文它指向说，呃，上帝的选择。We become believers because God has chosen to show us mercy. 我们成为呃信上帝人，其实因为上帝选择对我们施予怜悯。As we read in Paul's letter to the Corinthians. 当我们呃雅各呃保罗在对哥呃哥林多前书哥林多教会的说。That God chose what is lowly and despised in the world, even the things that are not. 
to bring to nothing things that are. Is that First Corinthians? Yeah, First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-eight. 呃，哥林多前书第一章第二十八节说，上帝也拣选了世上卑贱的、被人厌恶的，以及那无有的，为要废掉那有的。And this was so no one can boast before God. So, 没有人可以在上帝面前夸耀自己 Now, James echoes echoes this in verse five of our passage. 那雅各在这个当中也回应了这一节经文 Says, "Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom?" 所以在第五节他说 ，Listen, my dear, 呃，我的亲爱弟兄们，请听，神岂不是拣选世上的贫穷人，叫他们在信上富足，并承受他所应许给那些爱他之人的国吗 ？In other words, God enables us to believe. 上帝，呃，换言之，上帝给了我们相信的能力。He helps us get to that place of、uh, recognizing our spiritual poverty. 他让我们到一个地步，我们我们认识到了我们属灵上的不足。He takes the veil away from our eyes. 他把那个从把我们眼前的面纱拿去。He enables us to see our need for Christ. 他让我们看到我们对上帝的渴望。He he helps us to see our need to be born again. 他看到我们对需要重生的需要。And this is echoed actually in First Peter,、uh, chapter one, verse three. 这同时也在彼得前书上回应的。Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 愿颂赞归于我主耶稣基督的父神。According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 他曾造自己的大怜悯，借耶稣基督从死里复活，重生了，重生了我们，叫我们有活泼的盼望。It's God's great mercy to us that we believe. 是上帝的怜悯，让我们能够相信。But what makes believing a mercy? 那相信如何才能成为怜悯呢 ？Well, if we think about the history of the world, we see why. 当我们在想这个世界的历史的时候，我们就了解为什么。Of course, we see lots of conflict and striving in the world. 我们看到很多的呃、um, 冲突，还有很多的战争。And we know biblically the source of all the misery in the world. 那我们知道，就我们知道上帝呃世界上所有的苦难。The misery we face is the result of our rebellion against God. 那这些苦难其实是因为我们背叛上帝的结果。God made us to have a relationship with Himself. 呃，我们开我们对自己，我们想要跟自己有一种连接。And the kind of relationship this was is called a covenant. 上帝想要跟我们有一个有一种连接，那这个连接就是约。The covenant is like a, like a marriage, 就像一个婚姻一样 where both husband and wife make a promise of loyalty to each other. 就像呃丈夫和妻子互相立约 The problem was we broke that covenant. 的问题就是我们会我们那个已经毁坏了这个约 Instead of blessing came curse. 那与其是祝福。呃，我们换来了诅咒。Instead of life with God came separation and death. 呃，与其是我们和上帝有永久的生命，我们迎来了死亡。And that death is part of God's judgment of our sin. 
That's why we feel insecure. That's why we look to our wealth sometimes or good deeds to be justified. Because we know that after death comes judgment. And the youth group and I were just talking this morning about judgment. And reading through the gospel accounts, Jesus warns his disciples about judgment. He warns us about the unquenchable fire. The worm that never dies. This picture of suffering apart from God for eternity. And if we live with this kind of expectation of judgment, or if we live without a clear picture of judgment, but some perception. Or worse, even to be surprised on the last day by this kind of judgment. It gives life a quality of misery. It's like every year, or actually at the end of every semester in conservatory of music. Um, students in college studying music every semester have to take an exam. Uh, Whether they study violin or piano or whatever instrument, they have to go before a panel of teachers called the jury and they have to perform for their grade. Now I suppose this is true in any field, in any major. There's a final exam. You have to perform. And it's miserable. <laughs> because as a musician, you justify yourself with your performance. But here we find God's mercy. To those who are poor enough to recognize their need. God promises the kingdom. That when Jesus our King returns, and He brings the kingdom of heaven to earth, those who have trusted in Jesus will be raised. Has brought back to life to inherit this kingdom. Not judged, not condemned to eternity in hell. 
We're talking about resurrection to the world restored. That is the Christian hope. That gift of salvation is God's mercy. Now we call it grace because we do not deserve it. God's grace to us is this undeserved mercy. And God's mercy is for anyone who will believe. Whether Jew or Gentile. Whether old or young. Whether rich or poor. Whatever our background and past. Of course, though, there's another side to covenant. Sounds great. Heaven, sign me up. There's a tendency, though, when we speak about grace to misunderstand it. And the concept of covenant helps us understand it. Yes, God has promised salvation to all who will trust in Jesus. And listen very closely. Because this is very easy to misunderstand. Obedience to God's law does not earn salvation. We cannot ever be good enough. But when we enter covenant with God, when we come into a saving relationship with Christ, we are not to continue in our old ways of sin. The covenant has an obligation for us to walk, to live as God desires. It doesn't earn us a relationship with God. Our relationship with God shows us how we should live. Not in sin, not with partiality. This is what James is getting at in our passage. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold to the faith, as you believe. Another musical from the 1960s is called Joseph, an amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I was wondering how he's going to interpret Technicolor Dreamcoat. I have no idea. 
This musical, of course, told the story of Joseph that we find in the book of Genesis. 那这个舞台剧，这个音乐剧，在讲述我们在旧约当中所看到的约瑟。And Joseph and his family tells a sad but perfect picture of partiality. 那约瑟的家人其实就完全看出了我们对呃偏见的一个图案。Joseph's father was Jacob. 那约瑟的父亲是雅雅各，那个 Jacob began his married life with two wives。那雅各他娶了两个老婆 ，which is always presented as a bad idea in the Bible。那娶两个老婆在圣经永远都是一个坏主意。Yes, it's in the Bible。当然是在圣经里面。It's never endorsed by the Bible。它永远不在不被呃圣经所认定。Polygamy was man's invention, not God's invention。Um, 重婚其实是人的定义，不是上帝的定义。Jacob loved his one wife and did not love the other. 雅各喜爱他其中一个老婆，并不喜爱另外一个老婆。The, the wife he did not love was able to have children. 那他呃不爱的老婆，他无法生育。The wife he loved was not able for a long time to have children. 他爱的老婆呢，其实在很长一段时间无法生育。When Rachel, the loved wife, had a son, Jacob favored that son. That son's name was Joseph. And to Joseph, Jacob gave this beautiful-looking garment. 那给约瑟呢？他给做了一件非常好的彩衣。You know what happened in the rest of the story? 那你们知道剩下的故事吗 ？Joseph's brothers were jealous. 那约瑟他的兄弟们非常的嫉妒。They took Joseph and took away that amazing Technicolor dreamcoat. 呃，他把约瑟的衣服拿走。First they threw Joseph in a pit. 然后并把那个约瑟放到坑里。And they sold him into slavery. 并把他卖给了奴隶商人。And they took animal blood and splattered it on that beautiful coat. 然后他们用了动物的血放到那个件彩衣上。To take it back to dad and say, look, a wild animal killed your favorite son. 然后呢，他把这件衣服拿回给他的父亲，说这个一个野兽杀死了你儿子。Jacob might have thought it was a small thing to favor his son. 呃，雅各可能觉得这偏爱他其中一个儿子是个小小的事情。Wasn't his as his right to favor a son of his choosing? 这难道不是他的权利吗 ？It was the son of his favorite wife. 这是他那喜爱的那妻子的儿子。We might be tempted to think our partiality is no big deal. 我们常常觉得我们的偏见其实并不是无伤大雅。We too might think it has no real consequence. 我们可能觉得没有实质的结呃后果。What then is the problem with partiality? 那其实对偏见的最大问题是。Well, there's actually a couple of problems with partiality. 其实有不少的问题。One that it results in bad things. 那当然会结果会是往往会有不好的结果。Too that it does not show forth God's character. 同时也并不表现上帝的样式。Believers are to show no partiality, to play no favorites. 
我们信奉上帝的人并不能需要表现出偏见。And James gives us this vague illustration of what it looks like. 那雅各在这边也给了我们一个非常朦胧的样式。He shows us what not to do. 他告诉我们什么不应该做。In chapter 2, verse 2,在第二章第二节。it says, For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and, oh, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, 他说若有一人带着金戒指, and if you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing and say, Use it here in a good place, well, you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit at my feet. 第三节,你们就重看那穿华美衣服的人说,请坐在这好位上,又对那穷人说,你站在那里,或坐在我脚凳下边。Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? 这岂不是你们偏心待人,用恶意断定人吗? Now we're not told a lot about these two visitors. We're not even told what kind of assembly James has in mind. Although we could suggest maybe it's a worship service. Or perhaps a feast. It's when believers are gathering together. Perhaps it's a small group meeting. There are many times that we as believers assemble together. The point is that two visitors come. And they are not the same. In matter of fact, the believers can tell they're not the same. And they make a distinction. The way they end up treating these visitors is different. They treat them differently based on their economic level. They treat the one as honorable. They treat the other with dishonor. Verse 6, but you have dishonored the poor man. He's probably used to being dishonored. Being told to stand or sit on the floor. Who sits on the floor? The dogs. Right? The non-persons. Whereas the rich man is told to sit down in a good seat. In verse 4, you have become judges with evil thoughts. God is saying this partiality is not just a small thing. It's evil. It's evil. Evil thoughts are contrary to God's thoughts. 
所以上帝选择了尊重那些不被尊重的人。So this partiality towards those who have is contrary to God's。所以当你对那些有偏见的时候，你对上帝是抵触的。The rich generally are shown more honor。的富富有的人其实普遍被多受一点尊重。But this is not a distinction that God makes. Man looks at the outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. This distinction, this partiality, we see here is a transgression of the royal law. Royal law. Royal law. Verse 8. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But verse 9, the problem is, if you show partiality, you are committing sin. So showing partiality is not loving your neighbor as yourself. Who wants to be dishonored? Don't we all want to be honored? But in showing partiality, we are not loving our neighbor as ourselves. We are not showing mercy as God shows mercy. And so we become lawbreakers. Now granted, whenever we sin, we break God's law. The problem is if we continue in that sin, if we do not repent and turn from that, we are in effect rejecting the covenant. We are rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can do that as easily as being partial. That's what James is saying in the verses that follows. Whoever keeps this is verse ten. Whoever keeps the law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. Just like we cannot pick and choose those to whom we will be merciful, we cannot pick and choose which commandments of God we want to follow. Because the greatest commandment of all is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. 
因为这所有最重要的一条律法就是你要全心全意全力爱你的上帝。So to break any one commandment is really to break them all.所以其实当你不遵守任何的律法的时候，就是任何一条律法就是没遵，就是破坏任所有的律法。And here's the thing, we've all done it.这重点是我们所有人都做了。This passage stings. 这个这条经文其实非常的追星。You know, I think that is James's point. 这其实就是大概就是雅各的重点。It is to give us a waking slap in the face. 这常常好像就是在我们脸上打一巴掌。Do you not realize the mercy that has been shown to you? 你不了解吗？对你施所赐的怜悯。it isn't that our law keeping has saved us. But we are still required to have a fitting response to the gospel. True Christianity is an inward response of the heart. A response to God's grace. That is lived out. God has been impartial to us. We would all be condemned for our sin. God has also chosen to be gracious to us. Impartially. But our partiality is not in line with His mercy. Is in another church in another youth group? But we were talking about what it's like to be raised in a family, Chinese family in America. I remember there was one uh, daughter in our youth group. She had a younger brother. He was the firstborn. She shared with us what was so sad. But because he was the firstborn boy, he was treated better than she was. That he was given special meals at his request. When she did not. Now we might say such favoritism is cultural or traditional gospel calls us to evaluate our thinking and our traditions. To see if they are really in alignment with His will for us. But then is this mercy we are supposed to show others? In response to 
response to God's mercy to us. If it is not to be partial, is to show mercy impartially. You might remember the early church, there was an episode. At that time, the disciples shared lots of wealth and food with each other. And in the church, there were two groups of believers. The church was largely made of Jewish believers. But some of them only spoke Aramaic. Others in the church spoke Greek as well as Aramaic. And there was a complaint in the church. It was a complaint about the widows who were being given this support from the church. It was that those widows who spoke Greek were being overlooked in the daily distribution. Now, was this merely a matter of logistics? Knowing human nature? Probably not. Now, of course, the apostles appointed Greek speakers to help these widows. Why? Because God's people are not to show partiality. But we are to show mercy impartially. Now we do get this chilling warning in verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. It reminds us of Jesus' statement. And those who do not forgive will not be forgiven. Sounds somewhat to our ears, a little troubling. It might sound like we're suddenly saved by our works. But you might recall previously in James. James is talking about faith that is alive. Trust in the Lord that actually belongs to the covenant. And that if we have been saved, 
if the Holy Spirit lives within us, then the Holy Spirit can produce the response required. James ends verse 13 on a positive note. Mercy triumphs over justice, over judgment. Mercy will triumph over judgment. God's mercy to us will triumph over judgment. Because of God's mercy, we can be saved. The scripture passage this morning is mercy to us. Showing mercy impartially to others. Has a liberating effect. Again, it is not that we are saved by our works. But verse 12, we are to speak and act as those who will be judged under the law of liberty. Freedom. You see that when we show mercy without partiality, our obedience to God's command to love as we would be loved, it sets us free. It sets us free from being judged for being partial. But it also sets us free from being partial. That is, being partial is itself an evil. Our obedience is in fact liberty. It's freedom to obey God. But again, our love must not be partial. Must not make evil distinctions. Must not make a distinction between rich and poor. But of course, there are more distinctions to be made. But none of these distinctions are to withhold our love. Whether someone is rich in education or poor in education. Whether we are rich in honor because of where we come from or poor in honor because of where we come from. And so we find that the, the mercy we are to show must not take these distinctions into account. But let's be clear. Mercy is to provide what others need. Sometimes we are required to do what looks unmerciful. But 
And by we, I do mean the church. Uh, the congregation. When I was a boy, I did not like to eat my vegetables. I'm not sure if it was peas or beans that were worse. Broccoli was a close contender. My parents made me sit at the kitchen table until I'd eaten all of my vegetables. You cannot imagine the distress and the misery of having to sit at a table while your older sister gets to go and play. Perhaps I, if I had known the word, I could have accused my parents of being partial. JJ gets to go play, I'm stuck here. But you know what? If my sister hadn't eaten her vegetables, she too would be stuck at that table. And this was mercy. It is mercy to make your children eat their vegetables. So that years later, they do not develop poor eating habits. So they actually come to like vegetables. This is an illustration of the fact that discipline can be merciful. Now, I won't belabor the point. We've talked about discipline in here before. But there is a careful process about doing discipline together. There is a careful process we are to follow to do discipline. Not to take it upon our individual selves to go and do it. But following the steps laid out in Matthew 18. Giving opportunities for the person who has fallen into sin to repent. And if they repent, welcome them back as a brother or sister. But if it gets to the place where they do not repent, just as we could get to the place where we are being impartial, passage like this might feel unmerciful to us. Is in fact mercy to us from God. That we should be driven to realize our sin and our need to repent. So to church discipline 
done well is merciful. So, brought back into repentance. Whether it's because we have been, we've had communion withheld from us. Or we've lost our membership in the church. Those may seem unmerciful. But when they are done to bring us to repentance, mercy triumphs over judgment. To brothers and sisters, God loves us. God wants what is best for us. And where God is taking us, the best thing for us is to grow in Christ's likeness. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold to the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. 我的弟兄姊妹们，你们信奉我们荣耀的主耶稣基督，便不安这外貌待人。So let's show mercy to one another.那我们互相施予怜悯，to provide what is needed.呃，提供他们所需要的。Let mercy may overcome.所以你的怜悯可以胜过审判。那我们祷告。Heavenly Father, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for not allowing us to wander off the narrow path into destruction. But thank you for your word and your spirit which convicts us. Thank you for your impartial mercy to us. No matter who we are, what we have done, where we have come from, we can come to you in our poverty and receive your gracious mercy. We thank you in the name of our Lord and Savior, the Lord of glory, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Doty, for the sermon. Uh, we all have been reminded that we have to be like Jesus. Let's all stand up. Let's all stand up.